0: Hi everyone and welcome to another Cloud Talk Podcast episode. My name is obviously Tom Marwood and today we decided to get two random people that I've never spoken to before in my life. <laughs> ever. We have a different mix up, so we're gonna do a discussion around Microsoft. And this will be episode twenty, I think. I finally got someone from Microsoft on a podcast. <laughs> I've got I've got a couple of guests today, Nick from Microsoft and Adrian from Spirit Cloud. I'll let you guys do introductions. We'll start off with you, Nick. Go for it. Hi, how are you?
1: I'm very good, thank you, Tom, and yourself.
0: I'm all right. We're recording this on a Friday, so we could be doing other things on a Friday afternoon, but here we are talking to each other about a topic I'm about to mention. But yeah, who are Um, you and what do you do?
1: So my name is Nick Banks. My role is a business development manager, or you could call me a, a tech for social impact ambassador in Microsoft's tech for social impact team in the UK. So I look after the indirect channel, and that's looking after the indirect providers, like West Coast and also your partners. So, yeah, it's it's kind of all about helping partners reach more charity customers, really, and supporting them with all the tools that are available. So, yeah, three years in, well, almost three years in. And, yeah, absolutely love it. Brilliant.
0: That's a very Microsoft introduction, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I expect exactly the same type of introduction from my other guest, who is, I class him as a longstanding work friend.
2: Yeah. So my name is Adrian Edgar, I'm Managing Director of a a, a Microsoft Partner MSP called Aspira Cloud. We've been going now for 11 years, and we work largely in the education and the charity sector, doing all sorts of things from simple implementations, migrations, getting people up and running in Office 365, right the way through the Microsoft Cloud stack into Azure, so infrastructure as a service, and all all sorts of things in between. And a lot of our work, a lot of our focus is on the UK non-profit charity sector. So we've got some 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 really nice clients that we work with, and, and it's an area that, as a company, we really enjoy working in.
0: Cool. Oh, I finally got a partner on a podcast. Absolutely. Well,
2: you only had to ask.
0: I think, all right. <laughs> <laughs> i asked i asked the right one finally absolutely so that kind of leads on to what the podcast is about which is non profit microsoft non-profit to be exact or non as a whole and why people should be paying attention to it because we're from a distribution perspective i believe and nick you can correct me if i'm wrong we're the leader for non-profit in the uk for csp i think you are which and, and, I, and this is just us being brutally honest with with not too much effort, we're number one in the UK for non profit yes. mainly because, and we've discussed this before, there's not enough focus, we believe, around non-profit customers in the channel. So we'll go into what it is. You said TSI. I'll let you go through what the TSI sector is and what it means, because um, we just call it non-profit customers over here so give us a breakdown yeah. of what TSI actually is.
1: You'll have to forgive me actually I'll, I'll say non-profit quite a lot but what I mean by Will that you? Is, yeah I will say that. What I mean by that is charities in the UK so yeah. yeah just forgive me on that. So TSI as we call it it's part of Microsoft's philanthropies business so it's a tough word and we celebrate five years this year actually so we started in 2017 as TSI but philanthropies themselves have been going on for almost 40 years so uh, people may have heard of Microsoft Philanthropies before, but maybe not TSI. So uh, the great thing about our little team is every little penny of money that we generate, we obviously we cover our costs, but then everything else we reinvest back into the sector. So we're like a mini um, subsidiary uh, and we're engaged with the nonprofit sector or charity as we know in the UK. And we focus on driving digital transformation and we try and support those charities as best as we can. So we work with about 300,000 now worldwide which is again a huge number but we've seen massive growth in the last few years huge so we're only just getting started really and we want to be over half a million by 2025 worldwide so we've got you know big aspirations there's lots of growth to come so yeah that's TSI really it's all about getting those Microsoft products in the hands of people that need it most in the charity sector.
0: All right so I've got a list of questions here I say a list I've got three Uh, Which is plenty, really, because once you get discussing on one, you go off on a tangent and it's 20 minutes later. So I'll throw one over to you, Adrian, first of all, because we we, we have obviously a lot of partners in the UK. I'd say, I mean, including you, around 25 to 30 deal with charities. Outside of that, you get the the, the occasional drop in if they've had charities contact them or education in that case as well. But actual charity and education focused partners, there aren't that many. So a lot of what we get back from partners is that they don't really see it as cost effective for them to deal with it because you know the margins are lower in all honesty That's true, uh, but yeah. why would you work with them
2: we've been we've been working with with charities right away from when we first started and our our first charity that we that we started working with came to us purely as a contact from a sharepoint point of view and they were they were at a conference and they liked the sort of st- the work that we were doing, and it was an area that we'd never ever focused on before. And we started to, to we started to to grow that business really in the last sort of three or th- three or four years, following on from an introduction to 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 to, to one of our, our our charity customers in the UK, and. For them, it's all about exactly the same sorts of needs as any other business. It's about digital transformation. It's about getting good value for money out of the services that they need, and it's it's all about for them is is making IT within their within the business within the business of the charity effortless. So they all want the same sort of things, and like you say, it, the margins are are tighter, but you do get organizations that 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 really want to sort of get into the depth of the cloud offering and what they can do and how they can how they can make use of that technology effectively to to make the best you know the best bang for their buck you know ultimately they 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 they're operating off money that they've raised off people's people's goodwill and they have a responsibility to make sure they get best value for that and you know all the charities that we work with. When we start talking about this sort of digital transformation process for them, they really can start to see the value of that. And once they start to see the value of how they can work in the cloud, it leads on to all sorts of things for them, all sorts of opportunities.
0: Well, I don't think it's bad saying it's good for the soul because
2: it is. It is absolutely so. I mean, I won't, I won't name or drop the charities that we work with unless you want us to. But you know, some of them work with some with some people in society that really are suffering and really are having to to, to rely on these charities for, for for all sorts of things you know be it immigration issues be it you know housing issues all sorts of things that they deal with and if that if that charity can tick it their, their it provision off as one thing that they don't have to worry about because it just works and it just gets on with allowing them to put as much of their funding as they possibly can into supporting the people or the organ or the or, the animals. I mustn't you know yep, we, don't we, forget got that. animal charities as well, absolutely. Or is that, that that is good for the soul to go to one of their offices and take to, and have a play with the puppies. And all oh that take stuff. me I'll, next time. <laughs> I will do anytime, anytime. Oh. But yeah, I mean it's all it it it's for them it's all about getting getting as much effort into their their primary goal and you know IT services and the transform and digital transformation and all that sort of stuff is just by the by but if they can get a good partner and they can and it works it just works for them and it's a it's a really good thing to be able to see a customer that really engages with the way that you know that the services and what you can offer as a partner so it's good for the soul and it's and it, it it's good for the organization which ultimately is a great thing
0: we're in a lucky position i think in our jobs um but if there is ever a situation where you can kind of give back and help someone who is yeah. actually making a difference, it's always a good feeling. And yeah. you said like like everything that they spend is what they've they've raised from donations and stuff, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I think there's a stat, someone Nick. You may not am going to put you on the spot because you may not, or may not know <clears> the actual <throat> stat of how many chari- <laughs> how many how many charities are still using like commercial licensing and not actually using charity licensing. It's oh. an obscene amount.
1: Yeah I don't know that exact stat but I know that of our 200,000 charities almost in the UK we last time I checked it was about 30,000 had access to discounts so again not all 200,000 will be eligible and again we've got criteria which is a separate thing that I can go through at a later date but yeah once they get through that eligibility and get those discounts you know some of these charities could save a lot of money potentially and part of the problem is Partners don't necessarily want to work with the sector for lots of reasons, or they don't know how. And again, that's that's where I come in. And again, Adrian can come in from a, a partner mm. point of view and explain why you yeah. know, we should work with these customers. They are like any normal customer with a few little differences, obviously. But yeah, technology can really help them with their mission. You know, It can streamline processes, potentially save them costs, make them more efficient, more secure is a big one. And Very much so, it's yeah. not just for, for nonprofits, right? It's for all sectors
2: what else they can do in a technology scope to better improve their services you know so for example an organization that that's got a an old dusty server sitting collecting carpet dust underneath an office desk that they then say for example move into the cloud or whatever that gives them then a a sort of a an introduction into into the possible so then they can start start focusing on what else can we do to better improve our systems and the fact that they've got a, that they've got a grant or a discount to get them started doesn't mean that they'll get to the end of that grant and say sorry we can't invest any more in our IT infrastructure or we can't we can't do this it gives them a bit more of a sort of a strategic leap into what else they can do
1: Exactly. And that can't be done in a lot of cases without a, a Microsoft partner to kind of help them through it. And again, there are some great partners out there like yourself, Adrian, Aspira, that, that do work in the sector. But there are some that perhaps don't want to or don't know how and, and yeah. yeah, some work to be done.
0: The speaker challenges quickly. I don't know who wants to start it off, but what are the biggest challenges you find around charities moving to 365 or dealing with 365? Is there anything specifically that stands out? Anything different to corporate customers maybe?
2: I think the the biggest challenge for a lot of organisations, a lot of charity organisations, moving into the into the industry, or or sorry, into the cloud, is is that they've perhaps got a lot of legacy equipment that might have been donated to them by by somebody, and you know, and a lot a lot of the times that the the equipment that they're using or the infrastructure that they've got is absolutely the best that they can afford at that time doing what they're doing. And that becomes a challenge so you know one of one of our, our, our bigger charities that we work with has spent a lot of time luckily they were able to get a, a, a grant but actually investing in infrastructure as well so making sure they're you know they've switched gear and their access to the internet and the devices that they're using and then that, that leads on to things like being able to manage their devices centrally and thinking about what sort of security they've got in place, you know, even the simple stuff like multi-factor authentication or, you know, some kind of some kind of check on their access and what what people are accessing. Because a lot of these churches. Yeah, on quick go on, go for a stat. Why not, Nick? What you're I absolutely love a
1: stat. So 70... you
0: do, a stat and an acronym, that's Microsoft. <laughs> that yeah.
1: is, so 74% of nonprofits that we've surveyed do not use multi-factor authentication.
0: Yeah, that in fact, surprising. half
1: of them don't even have a cybersecurity potato. So there
0: you go. I don't know how much we should shout about that on a public podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, very, very good point. Um, That's
2: a, that is indeed a very yeah, but it, but it's but it is a challenge for them because, you know, they ha, they do have they might not have a a partner who is so security conscious as as the as the watchword as the first point. But it's 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 you know it's really important. It's particularly if it's a charity that's dealing with sensitive information. Yeah. a lot a lot of our a lot of the charities that we work with have got really sensitive clients, and they need to be really careful about the you know the security of the information that they're making available. So you know some of the tools within the the cloud stack then become available to them because of the types of grants and things that they can get through the the Microsoft schemes. It just makes that that ability to be able to use enterprise standard security you know that much more accessible
1: mm. again i've heard charities using stuff like excel to manage volunteers mm. personal email accounts you know on un- unsecured devices and yeah. yeah, this doesn't need to happen you know we've got business premium as an example we give away 10 seats of business premium to all eligible charities again that's Straight away, that's your that's your MFA. That's your Intune. That's the devices yep. secured on ten. Yeah, ten devices secured. So,
2: then see, and, low, and then seat eleven seats eleven onwards are are again at a discounted price, aren't um, they? Yeah, so it's so
1: between yeah. sixty and eighty percent discount on pretty much all of our other SKUs, actually.
0: Which from a um, from a partner side of things, I know you are mentioning that that with the MFA stat, it may be that some partners just aren't like clued up with it. Everything that we're noticing from our side, and it could be different from us but whenever we have a non-profit customer come over to a partner most of the time they're they're just billing director with microsoft yeah so most of the time they didn't even have a partner to start with they would just gone to the website signed up as a charity bought it from microsoft on a credit card and that's it
2: yeah absolutely so and and quite often buying not buying regular business SKUs as well so they're not they're, you know they're not, yeah. they're not even taking advantage of the non-for-profit SKUs, and part of that is whether they've actually gone through the registration process as well so that microsoft know they're a charity which is which is something that we you know we almost do as a as a a, as a first step to any to any charity that approaches us even getting them registered even if they decide not to work with us because you know why shouldn't they why shouldn't they have access to everything that they're entitled to and 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 it just gives that that gateway to at least having some sort of an idea of, of what can be done for them. And then, oh, then you've got a decent partner that you're working with, like Aspira Cloud, of course. that, that um, one in, like it. Uh, get that one in, absolutely. That, that means that you, you, can be, you can then be opened up to all sorts of possibilities and the things that you can do. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And we, we believe there's over 100,000 charities in the UK that are
0: not getting discounts currently, but could. And it's not, I don't think, yeah, it's not a partner's fault, I don't think either. No, just, no. no. Well no. we have no, a respons- it's not, it's, I think I think we've got a responsibility though.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. There is a responsibility from our side and Mark's side and partner side to make sure that the that charities know what they're entitled to. Because yeah. it's not down to them. But the, if they were all IT experts, we wouldn't exist. So no. they've got far more important think,
2: things to worry about. I think from a I think from a, a partner point of view. It, it there's a bit of a misconception and it depends it depends what i mean you know we're we're businesses we're here to make money of course we are but when you're working with the charity sector it can't be all about money if it's all about money then you're working with the wrong sector it's a, but equally so being able to make sure that 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 client is getting the best bang for their buck and once you become that trusted partner there are other opportunities you know all charities are looking for the same sort of en- enterprise utilities and the things that they want to use and the way that they want to work with their clients to make them cost efficient to make them a profitable organ a, a profitable non-profit if that makes sense but you know uh, cover their costs and, and be able to to help their help their their their, uh, their particular thing
1: oh, and csr is a big thing isn't it corporate social responsibility
2: Absolutely so. Yeah, if,
1: yeah. If you are a
0: business, another
2: acronym to, there. Yeah. yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's not out. A
1: Microsoft one though. Um, no, that, but
0: you had to use it. I had to use it. Yeah.
1: But the, it, if you if you're looking at two businesses and um, one does some good charity work, you know, websites covered in sort of the CSR stuff, and one isn't, then I mean, you're going to go with the one that, that, that does the charity work, surely, because they're the ones that you would think are just a generally nicer business to work with that's yeah. my view anyway and and again that's a massive marketing tool and I'm always told by partners Adrian you can correct me if I'm wrong but word of mouth's the biggest marketing tool that you have
2: really it, it, oh absolutely and now as, as a as a business we've 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 relied a lot on referrals over the years you know we're we uh, we've, we've done really well out of it but the charity sector do really talk amongst themselves and you, and you know and they they, they they do discuss who who's done a good service for them and all that sort of stuff. And it, a lot of our charity clients that we work with, that we that we really enjoy working with, have come from referrals from one or two uh, people that we've worked with in the past. And and they're and they're good sticky clients as well. Once you once they get a a partner that they trust to actually provide them with a decent service, they don't go looking elsewhere for the next the next piece of technology or the next service that they want to use.
0: Yeah, true. Okay, so challenge is done. Why work with them? Done. What's what do you think is the best way to approach them? I'll ask Adrian yes. if you have if you have if you have a technique. I'll tell you it's like weird. It's a really um, weird way of saying. It. Is there a technique to approach people? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: you and what's my pickup like? Um, yeah, like
0: by the side, aggressive approach. <laughs> no,
2: not at all. I mean, we we have we have a a sort of a, a an unwritten rule. At Aspire Cloud, that we that we don't do the pushy, aggressive sales piece, and you don't need to. It's all about the fact that you can set a good, set out a good story, and you can tell them how they can make that journey into the cloud and make make efficiencies, make savings, get a return on their investment. It's all the it's all they you know. Charities are no different from any other business. That, that the things that they want to achieve in terms of their return on investment and all those sorts of things, and having that ability to be able to tell the story have have you know your case studies and and proof that you you do know what you're talking about and that you do you can offer the services and you can match their expectations that's a big thing that's certainly a big thing for the charities that we've worked with a lot of them once they get to understand what they can do they've got really high expectations and it's all for me. It's all about not overpromising. It's 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 being realistic as as to what they can do, as a starting point, and then look at other things and use their their journey into the cloud. I hate that word journey, but use <laughs> that journey into the cloud as a stepping stone as to what next. What can we do next to improve the way that we work as a business? Be that Teams telephone, be it you know some kind of cloud support process or pro or support program or something like that. But actually, being able to 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 make good use of uh, and and be able to demonstrate your pedigree is a really important thing to do.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's important. It's not a race, right?
2: No, absolutely not. No, it's
0: all about making sure they use the stuff they're going to purchase eventually, anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah. And with so a lot, everyone suddenly gets used to it. With a lot of our, with a lot of the charities that we work with, we almost well, we do. We become a strategic partner to them, so they look at they look to us to help with that sort of. Long to medium term strategy of of what they're going to do with their IT support, and and that's really good for us as well because it does come back to why I work with them, because again you get to find out all sorts of things about some really interesting businesses and the and the pe- and the people and the organisations that they work with, which which is all about you know life's life's rich tapestry.
0: Yes, exactly. Nick, from your side, is there anything that you would recommend, like the best ways of approach, or anything that you can do from a Microsoft side to help? I mean, yeah. You can't just yeah. present a list of customers. That's not how you work. But before you answer I, that, I however, no,
2: yeah,
0: on. <laughs> out, out of the two people on this podcast, one being from Microsoft and one being a partner, I thought it would have been you, Nick, that said Journey first, but it was Adrian. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll I'll take the hit. Yeah.
1: So how best to approach the sector. So you can do some uh, some really small, small kind of less obvious things that you could do. So there's a, there's a website called the Charities Commission. Again, the, you, you, we've got one in England. There is one for Scotland and one for Northern Ireland as well. And I won't forget Wales. Wales is in with England. But you can you can search by area. So you can look at your local, you know, local area and say it's Manchester. Type Manchester in and it will give you a list of all the charities with Manchester in the name or that are based in the area. And then you can just see who your local one is and then just reach out to them. You know, find out how they're doing, whether they need anything from an IT perspective and then start to understand their personal challenges And then think about how you can, you know, use your own approach to customers and your own products to approach them with, because, you know, some of these charities, they are really moving forward on the digital front. Some have got good processes already, but actually some aren't. And just by asking some of these questions, you can really, really help them. And again, I've seen some partners go out of their way and actually give, free half a day technical advice to some charities. You know, that's 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 like above and beyond. That's amazing, right? You don't have to not everyone has to do that, but it would be good if we did, right? Yeah. But yeah, just just go and speak to these charities. Find one that's local to you. And a lot of this stuff you can find out for yourselves. But if you don't want to do that, Microsoft's got tons of assets online. So we've got videos on the sector itself, a good overview. We've got assets templates pitch decks you name it we've got it so again part of my role is to speak to partners and give them this lovely information and then hopefully they say oh actually yeah i want to go and give this sector a go so yeah
0: that's how i would approach it all right well look thanks a lot for your time it's very insightful i mean if there's any closing statements you guys want to say or anything that you'd recommend doing obviously nick you can plug yourself for a second to say come speak to me about stuff and we can, you can go to us as well so
1: exactly so so go go via your West Coast contacts, account manager, whoever that might be, and we can get a meeting set up. But my kind of closing statement, if you like, is for those partners that can do more should do more because it's the right thing to do. And also, you don't realise the impact that you can have. You you can literally change people's lives because these charities do. So if you can help those charities, you could potentially save a life. You know, it's it's that's it. That sounds quite like a bold statement, but it's true. And how good's that, right? How. How how good would that be to finish your week? It makes me feel a lot better about stuff. So yeah, if you can do it, do it.
2: It really does change the the lives of some of the people. Obviously not directly by me by me selling somebody Office three six five. Don't don't get me wrong. It's not so it's not changing changing anybody's life particularly. But as I said to you before, it is good for the soul. And some of the some of the charities that we work with have become really special to 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 us to us cloud. You know and like Nick says go and give them a half day's work or whatever you can absolutely guarantee that every charity that you work with has got a decent kettle and will make you a nice cup of tea go and sit with them go and have a chat and go and talk about what they need to do and and it 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 works every time it's really it you know there's some really good customers to, out there who need the benefit of this cloud journey i've said it again there oh man i know uh, yeah but <laughs> it's it's a, it's an important it's a, it's a really important area of work for us as at aspire cloud and you know you can always pop onto our website if you want to and have a look at some of the things that we do with the charities that we work with
0: awesome okay guys thanks Good call for call it